Your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them, just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country, and tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. My name is Ariel. When I arrived in the U.S. at 19, I struggled to find job opportunities without my high school diploma. My entire life changed when I took a chance and got my high school diploma at age 22. Everything I have, my education, my career, my marriage, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and my teachers. They were with me every step of the way, helping with my English and math, making sure I push through all the challenges. Ariel, your success proves that what I'm doing as a teacher has real meaning. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. Education was the key that unlocked all my opportunities. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. <sighs> All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey. <laughs> hey we're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, we also face a mental health pandemic that threatens our well-being as we attempt to rebuild our social networks and communities. The pandemic has reminded us to value family, community, and our human connections. However, it has also left many of us feeling more isolated, confused, and alone, struggling to find meaning amid loss and uncertainty. Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges. But many of us do not understand what we are facing or know how to ask for help. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we understand what you are going through, and we are here to help. Our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all. We work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit MentallyHealthyNation.org to learn more. 
Live from the Hoopy Insurance Services Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. a presentation of high school sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show. Learn more about the Hoopy Fieldhouse. Now available to schedule practice times for your league or team at hoopyfieldhouse.com. Now here's your host, Justin Kenny. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the... High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I'm Justin Kenny talking for the next hour about era high school basketball. Plenty to get to. We'll talk to Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net here in just a couple seconds as he's back on the scene to talk some basketball. Also efforting Matt Roth, head basketball coach of the Blackhawk Christian Braves. Hopefully joining us this hour. Andy Heim, head girls basketball coach with the Belmont Braves. Also will join us. Big week for Belmont. A couple big games. Already dropped one to Northrop this week in a back-and-forth game. And they'll go to Norwell on Saturday in a big showdown in the Northeast 8. So we'll talk to Coach Heim about that. So a lot to get to. Thanks for joining us. Let's kick it off as we do most weeks when he has time for us. Mr. Dan Vance from outside the huddle. Evening, Dan. Hey, Justin. How's it going? We're doing well, and, and, you know, once we turn the calendar into the new year in January, it starts getting serious, really serious for the girls with only a, a month left in the regular season, but even on the boys' side. And I kind of wanted to hit you with this because you and I kind of went back and forth earlier this week via text. What to make of the boys in terms of a power poll in the area? If you put Wayne atop it and you put maybe Lures second as of right now, I don't know what the rest of it looks like. And I don't remember maybe a year this deep in the season where it was very much up for grabs in terms of the hierarchy of the area. Yeah, I mean, the the parity in the area has been uh, wild. And, you know, normally when we talk about that kind of stuff, uh, we're talking about the SAC and the NE8 and, you know, a Blackhawk Christian, uh, some years of Canterbury as far as outlying schools. Um, but across the board you know you look at adam central and the acac and sure uh, and we obviously we do this during football season too okay they're a, a smaller school that's playing the acac schedule but no matter who they're playing they're playing extremely well uh, a power pool just looks you know different when you're talking about who uh, is playing the right way a lot of it's an eye test um the necc obviously i'm sure we'll talk more about that with the tournaments going on this week in those conferences but uh, the parity across the entire area, at least for the top teams, the top 15 maybe teams, uh, things are really close. And you, you mentioned the word parity. You could say parity, you could say mediocrity. I feel like they're two different things. I feel like this year in the area is more towards the latter. But, I mean, anything's possible. But you mentioned the NECC. I mean, you know, Fairfield beats Northside over the – the holiday break, you have to throw Lakeland into the conversation and Westview into the conversation. So it's not just like you mentioned the SAC NE8. It's it's the NECC, and they have proven that they can play with SAC teams and beat them. Yeah, the NECC has been impressive. You know, uh, we, we talk about Lakeland. Uh, they were in our powerful poll this week. Had just beaten Westview. Westview beats them last night in overtime in the ACC tournament. Comes down uh, back from an eight-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Uh, gets that win. Uh, Fairfield, you know, I watched their game last night against Fremont. 
Uh, obviously, we know Fairfield uh, was the projected team to win that game, but just I don't know that I've watched a team yet this year that, on the boys' side anyway, that is just so fundamentally sound. Fairfield does everything with purpose, everything right. Uh, got up 21 nothing on a Fremont team that can get really hot shooting the ball in Fremont. You know, even it out in the second half, Fremont actually won the second half by a point, but Fairfield just does everything they do with purpose, with uh, a very cerebral intent, uh, and we saw that when they just beat Northside right after the holiday uh, up at Tryon. So um, they're a really fun team in that NECC is a, a fun conference that has made for uh, an interesting start to the week in their conference tournament. Let's talk more about that NECC tournament and just where we're at because we entered the week and saying, okay, where's Fairfield, where's Lakeland, where's Central Noble, where's Westview? What have you learned this week with the semifinals coming up? I think they're playing them tomorrow. Is that correct due to weather coming in? Uh, tonight. Semifinals tonight. tonight. Oh, I guess it's Thursday. I think it's Wednesday. Tomorrow. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So playing those tonight. Um, you know, Fairfield has looked fantastic in their wins um, as we expect them to. They're just very balanced. Uh, they're playing Westview tonight. Uh, it, I, it's de facto NECC championship game to me. The top half of that bracket on the boys' side was very uh, heavy. Uh, Fairfield up there against Fremont always can be a dangerous team. Westview up there, Lakeland uh, with Central Noble and Angola playing on the other side of the boys' bracket. Uh, and then on the girls' bracket, we have Fairfield girls. Uh, they're playing Lakeland tonight and Angola and Eastside girls playing um, probably best-case scenario on the girls' side because Fairfield and Eastside – uh, just played the regular season last week with Fairfield uh, sneaking out a win in that one. The two best teams, so they're likely to meet Saturday night in that championship game at Lakeland. Uh, but on the boys' side, really tonight, Westview uh, and Fairfield is a, a huge game, um, you know, as far as to determine, in my opinion, anyway, the conference tournament champions. Uh, Angola has had a solid year, just don't have the depth of either of those teams. Uh, Central Noble poses an interesting threat. Uh, I think they're a team that can compete with depth-wise with Fairfield and, and Westview, but uh, definitely I think that it's interesting. You go to a semifinal tonight and you're looking at a team like Fairfield. Uh, Westview played last night, but they had a bye. Uh, so Westview, this is their second game in two days. It'll be Fairfield's third game in three days. Uh, it's always a busy week, but with semifinals getting moved back to Thursday, um, does that take a toll on them? Also semifinals in the ACAC tournament as well what to make both on the boys and girls side in the ACAC thus far in the tournament <laughs> yeah you know the girls side is, is funny Jay County uh gets the buy um on on obviously on both the boys and girls side just they do that by random draw uh Jay County girls are just it's it's phenomenal they have a new coach this year they just graduated the arguably the best player in or, or in team history and it, I don't think that it's much of an argument Rena Schwederman is now at PFW uh, her little sister Haley has stepped in, and Jay County girls have been dominant. They just dominated second place Bluffton last week in a regular season game. We expect that to be the tournament finals again uh, for those two teams, but it's wild. Jay County just doesn't lose uh, in in the ACAC. Haven't you know they've lost I believe three times total, including ACAC tournament games, and since they've been in the conference the last whatever it's been seven eight years now, so they don't lose. Uh, they've been fantastic again despite a roster and coaching turnover. Um, and on the boys' side, Adam Central, again, has been dominant. Uh, they'll get Jay County a uh, chance to play them. Where on the bottom, we have Heritage, who had the upset over Woodland. Uh, we'll play Bluffton and those semifinals tomorrow night. Heritage is a team that, you know, I thought could make some noise. I, I said as much in our uh, conference tournament preview on Outside the Huddle. Uh, and they can pick up a big win over Woodland. 
Uh, but Adam Central is just so dominant, and, and it starts with Isaac Schultz inside. There's nobody size-wise, skill-wise in the conference that can really match up with him. Um, and so it just becomes a, a mismatch problem for everybody. On the girls' side of things, it was a, it was a very um, eventful last Friday night. In all four area conferences, they were big games. And of those big games, not very many of them were close. You look at the SAC and, and Snyder just thrashed Northrop by 33 in a battle of undefeated teams. You have Homestead and Snyder that will match up uh, this weekend, this Friday, uh, weather permitting uh, with that game. But what did we learn of some of the top teams in each of the area conferences last Friday? Because it was really a, a, a separation Friday, I guess you could call it, with some big matchups. Yeah, well, I mean, with Jay County, we definitely learned that they're just – you know, dominant over everybody. Uh, Bluffton has had a really phenomenal year, and Jay County just kind of ran through them kind of surprisingly. Um, in the NECC, I think we learned more that Fairfield is 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 a dominant team too. You know, that game with Eastside came down to being a really close game, but Fairfield was up big early in that one. Um, and, and Fairfield, just like the boys, their girls' team is extremely balanced. Uh, Kaylee Dillon has had a great week this week in the tournament, and she's been good as one of the, like, basically the main holdover from the state champions. Uh, Eva Herbert has had a phenomenal season for them as well. And then in the NEA, you know, Columbia City, uh, you know, got the win they needed to get. But it actually sets up maybe a bigger game this weekend with Norwell and Belmont. Norwell wins. They're going to win that conference outright. If Belmont manages to win that game, uh, then we're talking maybe a three-team tie at the top of the NEA. Uh, and then in the SAC, I think we've learned that Snyder is just head and shoulders, um, in my opinion, right now above everybody else. And they've lost to area teams this year. They have lost games, uh, just two. But when you look at their win over Northrop, and a lot of people say, well, Destiny Craig was out, you know, obviously a huge component for Northrop in that game. But then Northrop just turned around again without Destiny Craig this week and pretty well handled a really good Belmont team. Uh, in a lot of scenarios, you know, Belmont's a team with a girl like Haley Cole that can score a high volume. She was coming off a 32-point game, and Northrop was able to stifle her in ways. So, yeah, Northrop was down missing Destiny Craig last week and their blowout loss to Snyder, but let's not pretend that Northrop's not a very good team, uh, even without her. So I think Snyder is just a monster right now, and I think that in the northern half of the state in 4A, uh, they're arguably the best team. When you look overall in in the in the state, and the most recent uh, girls' coaches poll comes out, Snyder, Homestead, Columbia City, all in the top six of of the state in that that poll that jumbles everybody together. It's just a, a one class poll uh, in terms of how they rank the teams. When you look at those three, is it Snyder you feel as the best chance to make the deepest run in the post? I think it's that simple. Um... But I think that, it, you know, there's when you deal with the high school kids, there's, you know, how they handle expectations. Everyone's going to expect Snyder and has been, uh, and fairly so when you look, especially at their primary two players and Jordan Poole, uh, who was just named a McDonald's All-American nominee this week, and Janaea Donahue, since they were freshmen, the expectations have been huge. Uh, and there are other players now, Sierra Sims has kept up huge. It's also still part of that class that, that feed into that. But how do you handle that? Uh, it's easier said than done when you get into those big games, those powerful games, and especially when you feel you see how the area kind of has to cannibalize itself in the postseason. Uh, we saw that last year. I think we thought that Columbia City was maybe the team to make the deep run, and they lose in sectional play to a Homestead team that was just playing their best basketball in the postseason. So 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot of other things that go into play with it, but I do feel like Snyder does have the best edge. Um, they've won games they've been expected to win. Uh, they've won games they've been expected to lose. I think you look at the setback and in, in losing to Columbia City and the things that they've been able to correct since then, uh, and they're just kind of at a place where now they're showing more balance. You look at a Snyder uh, scoring output last year, and it's Jordan Poole, it's Jordan Poole, it's Jordan Poole, it's Jordan Poole, and every now and then somebody else stepped in with a big game. And this year you look at it, and everyone is filling their role that they need to fill a particular night. And so, uh, you know, it may be Jordan Poole, and maybe Sarah Sims, and maybe Janae Donahue, and maybe somebody else that's leading the team in scoring or leading the team in rebounding. And when we look at the best teams in the area on both the girls' and boys' sides this year, because of the parity, the teams with the most depth are the teams that are finding the most success, and Snyder is doing a really good job of playing balanced basketball with the depth they have. Dan Vance of Outside the Huddle joining us here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Dan, two weeks from tomorrow night, it will be a showdown in the SAC on the boys' side of things between Wayne and Bishop Lures. That game will be at Bishop Lures. Is that the game that decides the SAC, or is there still more intrigue despite six games left for everybody in the conference? You know, I think uh, we look at it as it's likely to decide, but no, I don't. I think there are enough teams um, that are able to do things really well that you have to protect against those. You know, Carroll has not had the season that even I think we expected them to have. But when you have a Division One kid in Jackson Parton and you have Cannon Hauser and you have how well that Jair Sampson has stepped up and played throughout this season, a kid they didn't even expect to play uh, in the preseason, uh, and look what they're able to do. Bishop Dwinger coming off a great win over Carroll last week with Caleb Lehrman inside. Lehrman has been a double-double monster uh, as of late. We obviously know Northside again. Lopside had lost to Wayne last Friday, but you look at Jackson Fugate and Eugene Young as two of the very best players in the area. How Jordan King has stepped up lately. Um, you know, he's, he's out there hitting threes last week against Wayne. Um, and so I think that there are so many teams that can – Cause chaos. Concordia just picked up a big win earlier this week against Leo in a non-conference game. Uh, I don't think anybody in the conference is really lacking. Southside with, you know, Cadell Wallace and Zach Belcher uh, is a team that can, you know, get in and play hard and create some chaos. So, yeah, I, I think we, we want to say that Wayne and Lures as the two best teams in the conference, the game decides it, but uh, you got to be protective. I think the SAC truly is a, uh, you know, who, who works harder than the other guy a lot of nights could play a factor into it despite, uh, you know, disparity in talent when you're looking at Wayne and how deep they are and Lures and how deep they are. Uh, if if they get outworked, teams in the SAC can beat them, yes. Looking at the NE8, I think it's a, a very similar story. And I thought Tuesday night was telling because you had four SAC versus NE8 games two days ago. Carol DeKalb, Concordia Leo, Bishop DeWanger New Haven, and Wayne Norwell, and Northeast State went 0-4 in those games. Um, I, I think that's interesting considering we feel how, quote-unquote, down the SAC is. But what does that tell us about the NE8? And may, right now, who's the team to beat in that league? You know, I mean, I guess we have to say the team to beat is Norwell. They're the only 2-0 and o team in conference. Um, but, you know, it, but then it's six teams at 1-1 one and one in conference, and New Haven sitting at 0-2. 
but keep in mind with New Haven, they've been without Johnny Washington for quite some time. Uh, he'll still miss a couple games. From what I understand, he'll be back when they play Concordia. Of course, he'll be back when they play Concordia. So he'll miss the Leo <laughs> matchup this weekend in a conference game. But keep that in mind uh, with New Haven sitting at 0-2 in conference. But, yeah, everybody's at 1-1 one one other than Norwell right now. And I don't think Norwell was the team that we expected to be there. Um, so right now they're in the driver's seat uh, win and already having a win over Leo is very helpful in that, but let's not forget that they, they still have Belmont coming up on the schedule. Columbia City's a really interesting team. You know, they've, they've got some bad losses, uh, or not great losses, but then you have a win over Blackhawk Christian. Uh, you know, they had that win last week over Belmont on a buzzer beater by Aiden Denning. They're a team that can win on even night. It's, it's similar to the SIC, I think, and the fact that teams can win. You know, look at Leo, a team that we projected to be at the top of the conference they're in a three-game skid right now they lost last week to canterbury to norwell lost this week to concordia but have lost those games by a total of nine points so it's not like leo's struggling real bad they just haven't been able to finish games off so it's the the any eight is absolutely wide open and with everybody sitting at one and one essentially right now uh i think every every friday or saturday night you know a lot of times they play saturday night conference games uh, in the NEA is going to tell a different story uh, as early as this week. Um, and when you're looking at, you know, a Leo New Haven matchup that I think kind of highlights it, even without a Johnny Washington, it's a great rivalry. Um, and we've seen James Hardy and JC Cottrell and some other guys from New Haven step up really well in a Johnny's absence, even when they're not getting wins, uh, that's building New Haven back up for when a Johnny's back in the lineup. So uh, a really interesting rest of the season in the NEA, I don't think that uh, it's like the SAC. I don't think you can take any night off. Dan, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, this past year in, in, in high school football in the area, we've, the last couple of years too, we've had Mylon Graham and we've had Bronte Johnson and we have Brock Schott that's breaking out and, and Stratton Fuller and these guys that are, that are, that are bona fide FBS players. And, and maybe we lack that uh, in the last couple of years in terms of the area on the basketball side. But if we're trying to pinpoint either the top players this year or the emerging players that are guys to watch or who's kind of on your short list, I guess, for both of those. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Kelton Pickett is right up there uh, on the boys side. He's got phenomenal size strength. His shooting is really uh, taken off uh, a guy that I talk a lot about on outside the huddle that doesn't get enough love because of where he's at in the fringe is Gavin Benton from Manchester. Um, would be shocked if he's not an Indiana junior all-star this year. Um, you know, Manchester, their biggest profile game against the area was a loss to Blackhawk Christian, but Gavin Benton scoring, you know, 25 to 35 points every night uh, for Manchester, regardless of the opponent. He's definitely somebody that I think needs to be more on people's uh, radar. Um, and then as far as the future on the boys' side, I really like Trell Hogue at Snyder. He's just a freshman. Uh, he's a little undersized as a guard um, when you're talking about major college potential. Um, but also I think that when you look at the basketball end, uh, especially being in the area we're at, you, yeah, it's great to have the D1 guys, have the Fletcher lawyers, have the Caleb first, the Connor Asesians, those guys. But we're also in the hotbed of NAIA basketball um, with the crossroads league around us and what Grace is able to do, what Bethel's done recently, uh, Indiana Wesleyan, even up to Spring Harbor it's a really hotbed for NAI basketball. So when we're getting these guys that are not going major division one, but they're going and competing immediately uh, with NAIA schools um, 
especially in that Crossroads League. We have Elisha Malone right now at Grace. Uh, you know, Grace has Cole Hayworth from Concordia coming in, Gage Setchin from Blackhawk Christian. Uh, I, I think that maybe we uh, overlook sometimes how different basketball and football are because success on the collegiate level uh, to me is a little bit different because of the hotbed we have for NAIA and even Division II level basketball uh, in this region. And even Kanan Hauser today signing with Grace, the uh, shooter from yeah. Carroll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Grace is Grace is doing a great job of bringing, uh, you know, regional guys in. So while we don't have a lot of D1 guys, you know, right now, Kellen Pickett likely to go D1, has not committed, obviously, just a junior. Jackson Pardon going to Bowling Green. But, um, you know, wherever they end up, you look at a guy like Javon Lewis, he's going to affect any team he ends up on. Is his size going to keep him out of Division One? Possible. But wherever he goes, he's going to affect uh, that situation. Jackson McGee just committed to Grand Valley State up in Michigan recently. Uh, he's going to affect uh, college basketball on that level at a great deal. So I think that the effect that our area players have uh, on the boys' side and then on girls' side, and obviously we have, you know, Jordan Poole, who's going to Purdue, who's a McDonald's All-American candidate, and Janae Donahue going to Bowling Green. So we have a lot of options anyway, but I think the important fact for basketball in this area is that our kids from Northeast Indiana are affecting uh, their teams, their conferences, and their divisions no matter where they end up good stuff as always good to have you back dan appreciate the time and hopefully we'll talk to you next week sounds good that was dan vance of outside the huddle joining us here on the high school coaches show presented by hoopy Fieldhouse and great great detail great analysis nobody does it better in the area when talking high school basketball than dan vance check out all of his work and my work at outside the huddle and just a, a fascinating tuesday uh, in the NE8, and we'll look a little bit further at it when we come back. Andy Heim, Belmont girls basketball coach, also on tap. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash radio. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face -face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash radio. That's hymns.com slash radio for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection, as well as news information and, yes, opinion. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, well, this free emergency service might be your only lifeline. Now, text AM to the number 5. 52886. Text AM to 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. 
Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Sorting out a mental health concern takes professional diagnosis and treatment. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, learn more at samhsa.gov support. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter? Or being a volunteer, it is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Every child deserves the best teachers, facilities, and academic programs to set them up for success both now and in the future. At Milton Hershey School in Hershey, Pennsylvania, we make that a reality for children from qualifying families who are looking for greater opportunities. Milton Hershey School enrolls students from pre-K through 12th grade from across the United States to live and learn on a beautiful state-of-the-art campus with all costs covered. Students who are accepted to Milton Hershey School have access to a top-tier education along with health care, meals, housing, and fully funded career pathways to pursue whatever they're passionate about, from performing arts to internships to coding. Students can even accrue up to $95,000 to continue their education after high school thanks to the generosity of chocolatier Milton Hershey and his wife, Catherine. Are you looking to set your child up for success or know a child who could benefit from Milton Hershey School? Learn more at mhskids.org backslash. Then Kenny in the morning on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Catch up on the podcast page at 1380thefan.com or download past episodes for free on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome back to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Happy Thursday evening, everybody. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Justin Kenny here for a half hour, more or so. Tomorrow night, weather permitting, it'll be girls basketball here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Battle of SAC undefeateds at Homestead High School to be the Panthers of Snyder taking on the Spartans. Six o'clock tip-off from Homestead. You can listen to that game right here. And then following that game, live from Pizza Hut, and I want to say it's going to be the Coventry Pizza Hut, will be the Parkview Sports Medicine High School Basketball postgame show at around 9.15. So if you're looking for some pizza tomorrow night around the southwest side of town, the Boyd area, hit up Coventry Pizza Hut, see the guys out at Pizza Hut, say hi, talk basketball. They'll be out there starting around 9 o'clock, 9.15. 
Stream only tomorrow night for Purdue-Fort Wayne on the road at Robert Morris. Coverage of that will start at 645. Again, that's stream only. And then Indiana Sports Talk tomorrow night taking you up till midnight starting around 1030 after the PSM high school basketball postgame show. Plenty of basketball tomorrow night, hopefully in the area, depending on this weather system coming in. Is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? Who knows? Kind of depends on where you're at. Sounds like northern counties will get more snow. Southern counties will get less snow and more rain. So we'll have to see tomorrow night or tomorrow all day. Hopefully, a fair amount of basketball games are able to get in. Speaking of basketball, basketball going on right now in the NECC tournament girls semifinals that were moved up a day due to impending weather. After the first quarter, it is Angola 15, Central Noble 8. And the other semifinal, Fairfield, with a 14-5 to lead at the end of the first quarter. Uh, again, that is uh, NECC tournament semifinals. That Angola uh, team is now leads 25 to or 20, excuse me 24 to 17. Um, so that update from the Twitter machine, or at least used to be Twitter that we all call Twitter still. You know, we're trying to figure out the SAC on the boys' side and the hierarchy there. I think you look at Wayne and. Lures, the lone undefeated teams left in the SAC, 3-0. Northside was able to hang around Wayne for a half last week before they faded. And credit to the Generals for putting the Legends away in a 24-point win. Homestead, the only other team at 2-1 outside of Northside. Yet that only loss for Homestead in the league was a 13-point loss to Bishop Lures. So how good is, is Homestead? So it is a jumbled, and we talked about it last week, about the amount of teams in the SAC that are under 500, and it's a lot of them. But the NE8 is maybe even more convoluted and confusing. Tuesday night, you had four matchups between NE8 and SAC schools. You had Carroll and DeKalb which is an interesting one because Marty Beasley taking on his former program. Beasley now in his third season up at DeKalb. You had Concordia taking on Leo. Bishop DeWanger in New Haven. And Wayne and Norwell was kind of the premier game of the night. Four games between the two leagues. And the Northeast State went 0-4. DeKalb lost by 20 to Carroll. Leo loses a heartbreaker against Concordia by one. Bishop Dwanger beats New Haven by four. Norwell gets rolled by Wayne by 25. Norwell's the lone undefeated team left in the NE8, by the way, in terms of conference record at 2-0. But where's the Northeast 8? This is the thing. Is this, is, and Dan and I talked about it. Is, is it parity or mediocrity? And they're not the same thing. Parity means, okay, you have a lot of, of, of really good teams, but they're kind of beating up on each other. You kind of look at the old school Big Ten. Like most years when we talk about the Big Ten, not this year on the men's side, but okay, they're all just going to beat each other up, and then in the tournament, they're going to thrive. You don't get that feeling in the area this year. It's just mediocre. It's just, uh, and I think people will say, well, what's the problem? What's going on in the, in the, in the area in terms of basketball? I think you just have these ebbs and flows, right? But um, there's no team you can kind of pinpoint and say, yeah, that team is going to compete for a, a state championship. I mean, I think you have to go down to 2A. I mean, do you look at Bishop Lures? Do they have that power? Does Blackhawk Christian have that power? I think you look at 3A and 4A and you're like, hmm, I don't think so. 
parity or mediocrity? That's the question with these programs on the, on the boys' side. Meanwhile, on the girls' side, you have three of the top six teams at least ranked this week in the coaches' poll on the girls' side that are in the top six. Columbia City, Snyder, Homestead. So is it an ebb and flow type thing with the boys and girls side? But I think it's 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 really been interesting to try to figure out who's what in the area. I mean, you'd start with Homestead, okay, for example. Two and one uh, overall this year in the SAC. They're six and eight overall, okay? They have some decent wins, um, but... Take take, take take Homestead. All right, so where do they slot it? Well, Homestead lost to Leo, which lost to Canterbury with two wins and Norwell and Concordia last night or Tuesday night. Norwell lost to Adam Central by 32 points. Okay, well, Adam Central lost to Belmont. Belmont lost to Concordia and Columbia City. Concordia lost to Carroll. Carroll lost to Bishop DeWanger. Bishop Dwanger lost to Central Noble. It's chaos out there. This is absolute chaos on the boys' side. Like, it is impossible to figure out. When I sat down and tried to do a power poll this week for outside the huddle, you go, okay, Wayne, Lures, Blackhawk Christian, and then Fairfield, because of that win over Northside, you have to put Fairfield above Northside. Adam Central, who beat Norwell by 32, the day before New Year's Eve deserves to be up there. Then Northside, then who knows? You look at Warsaw, it's kind of on the fringe, 7-2. and two. Are they the best team? They're now 8-2. and two. They had a big win over Penn earlier this week. Former Northrop coach Barrett Kuhlman at Penn. That's a big win for Coach Matt Moore and the Warsaw Tigers. Maybe we'll get Coach Moore on the show next week. But... Back-to-back big wins for Warsaw. You had a one-point win over Northridge. That's a 10-win Northridge team last Friday. And then they go to Penn on Tuesday and knock off the Kingsmen in overtime. Really impressive. So what is the hierarchy of teams in this area? Is there anything that makes sense in this area? Luckily, we have a full about six more weeks of the regular season and on the boys' side of things that we can try to make sense of what the heck is going on on the boys' side. It is dog-eat-dog, very much so. And every night, it seems like the narrative changes in terms of who is what. Quick halftime update score, and Eastside with a 28-27 to lead over Angola in a, one of these semifinals uh, in the NECC tournament. The other semifinal, which... We had Dan Vance on earlier, talked probably the championship game of the NECC tournament. Fairfield in command at, at halftime over Lakeland, 25-11. to 11. The winners of those two semifinals will meet on Saturday night for the NECC girls tournament championship. We're going to take a break, come back. Andy Heim, head girls basketball coach of the Belmont Braves, will join us. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. You're on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Where else can you get a steaming hot sub piled high with grilled meats and veggies? Nestle up next to fresh cut fries and a hand squeezed lemonade. This meaty, melty, massive hot mess is only at Penn Station. 
Penn Station, grilled just for you. If you've been thinking about a new roof, you owe it to yourself to contact Honest Abe Roofing. Abe has several options available for cold weather installation, which will protect your home this winter and for decades to come. Honest Abe also has the best financing options in the area with the lowest interest rates and the longest financing terms, which can equal the lowest payments in the industry. Abe also offers no payments until 2025 for qualified customers. Call now for the absolute best low payment options. Honest Abe Roofing, 286-ROOF. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. Donors choose. Support a classroom. Build a future. Did you know that every year, public school teachers spend nearly $500 of their own money for student supplies? Let's do the math. That comes out to over $1.2 billion a year. And that's just not right. At Donors Choose, we want students and teachers to have the tools they need for a great education. And now, more than ever, they need your help. Here's what you can do. Go to DonorsChoose.org and choose from teachers' requests that support reading, math, science, history, and more. Once the request is funded, we'll take care of shipping everything directly to the teacher. It's that easy. You'll receive thank you letters and photos from students and teachers and a report of how every dollar was spent. Teachers' needs have never been greater. Learn more at DonorsChoose.org. Donors choose. Support a classroom. Build a future. Why? Why take a chance? Why risk a mistake? Why say something? We all have reasons why we choose to ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right. The word why can either paralyze us or empower us to stand up and protect what we love. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my family. I see safe for my friends. I see safe for my students. We see safe for each other. I see safe because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. A why that unifies this community we're all a part of. So protect your everyday. Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, Say something. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Hear the latest from Brett Rump and the Sports Rush. Just download the podcast every day at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Fort Wayne Sports Station. You are listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I'm Justin Kenny, and we were talking NE8 boys basketball before the break. Let's talk some NE8 girls basketball with our next guest, Coach Andy Heim of the Belmont Braves. Evening, Coach. Good evening. And uh, a heck of a run that you guys are in in terms of the schedule, right in the thick of it right now. You had... Uh, first off, you started with Columbia City last Friday night in a league game. You had Northrop on Tuesday, and you get to go to Norwell this Saturday. So a pivotal three-game stretch. You've dropped the first two, but I guess coming out of that, that those first two games, what do you take out of those games, uh, especially the performance I thought, which was pretty solid against Northrop? Yeah, you know, this is kind of the same stretch that we saw last year also of just sort of a gauntlet of teams. Um, honestly, you know, the 15-point loss to Columbia City really wasn't as, as big as it looked at the end. We were in it for, you know, most of the game. It was a four-point game at half. Um, we, they came out in the, the end of the third and beginning of the fourth and, and made an 11-0 run on us. And it made it look a little bit worse than what it actually was. But, you know, in, in that game, I was pretty happy with the way we played. Uh, some of our rotations in our zone were a little bit off, gave them open threes. You know, I thought if we cleaned a few things up, Northrop is, is just a, a tough one. An SAC game um, with a physical team that's similar to us, you know, I thought we battled back and forth. We took a lead in the first quarter, and then it was sort of just a back-and-forth game. Um, they're just so athletic and quick, and, and I was really happy with the way we responded to that. And in terms of, of this late in the season and, and wanting to see some of those things, win, lose, or draw about being able to battle tough because in just a couple of weeks, it's going to be win or go home. Yeah, I know. That's kind of the crazy part. It seems like it just started. But, yeah, this is, uh, you know, this this big run right here at games is just hopefully getting us ready for sectional play. You know, coming into the season, we, we really only had three people with varsity experience and, and everybody else was new or a freshman. Uh, so, you know, to get our two freshmen to play significant varsity minutes, just sort of that, that atmosphere, I thought that was a good thing about Columbia City. Columbia City brought, you know, a huge fan base, and then we had a good, we had a good set of fans there, and it was just sort of that sectional atmosphere, which, you know, you, you can't, you know, imitate that typically in a regular season, and we need to get them as much experience as we can. So I was, I was pretty happy with those games. In terms of those freshmen, too, I mean, I, if I remember, I think one's a forward, one's a, a guard, right? Uh, yeah, you know, one's probably a forward slash guard, and the other one's just a strictly guard, but yes. Is it, is it was it Laney French and Kate? Is it Kate Kitson? Yep, yep, Kate Kitson and Laney French. How have they been able to, uh, to, to, to develop over the course of the season? Because we've talked about it before uh, ad nauseum about young players being you know, thrown into the fire. We see more and more of this, especially in the girls' basketball side of things in the area. But how have they handled this season as a freshman at the varsity level? Yeah, for sure. I think they've both done a really nice job. It's, it's been awesome to see sort of them grow. You know, from day one, they weren't scared to shoot. And, and that's what, 100% what I wanted. I wanted to see them. Um, I know that they're shot makers and, and they can create some things off the dribble. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, they weren't sort of intimidated at, the, at that huge jump. So from there, that was perfect. Um, after that, you know, it's just been for those two, typically when they're in and even when they're in together, you know, they're at the top of our zone, just getting some rotations down just because our zone's a little bit more aggressive than a typical 2-3 zone. Um, it has been sort of the learning curve that we've had with them, but they've done a nice job in sort of, you know, not that I would have thought anything else, but our team's sort of taken them in and, and really embraced them as, you know, players on the team also. So it's been a good transition. And in terms of the the older girls you have, is, is it a nice mix? Is there is there plenty to look to to kind of guide those freshmen? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it starts with with Haley Cole. Obviously, um, she's done a nice job of you know bringing them along, and, and and it obviously takes pressure off of them a little bit when we can throw it to Haley in the middle or even out front and take a little bit of pressure off of her. But you know, our our other senior in, in Belle Laurent, she's done a nice job also. You know, it's kind of been Belle's role to handle most of the the ball handling. Her and Emily Blakey. So it, it takes a little bit of pressure off of those two, so they can, you know, dribble attack when they need to, but they don't have to do the, you know, the the heavy lifting of handling the ball all the time. This has been a team coach uh, in recent years that, that's prided itself on his de- on its defense and keeping teams averaging, you know, in the 30s now for several years in a row. We've seen the the effectiveness of Columbia City and their rise, and a lot of that having to do with the defensive end of the floor and and we've talked on this show to to coach amy shearer about that dedication i guess that buy-in that you need to play that kind of defense and it's similar to you guys and how easy or difficult is it in 2024 to get high school players to buy in to consistent tough hard-nosed defense yeah i mean i think it's a little bit difficult but honestly i i have a pretty good group and and we continue to have a pretty good group um, it, it, it all starts from, uh, you know, just sort of gets passed down and, it, and it's been passed down all these years and, and we'll bring it up at the beginning of, of the season of, Hey, you know, these people passed it down to you guys. Now it's you, you guys, it's, it's your turn to take over and, and continue that tradition. And, you know, it helps to have Emily for sure. Emily Blakey, cause she's had two sisters now go through the program who were, you know, two of the toughest people that, that have played for us. So it, it, it helps when you have sort of that that pass down effect to get everybody there. But you know, I, I think we watch some film and we see people work hard and we talk about working hard all the time. And then they just sort of you know continue that tradition. Coach Andy High and Belmont Braves here talking some NE8 basketball here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Coach, you, you get no breaks now. You get to go to Norwell on Saturday, weather permitting. Uh, how do you prepare for Norwell? It's developed into quite the rivalry between the two squads. And uh, can you take the lessons learned from the previous two losses and take it over to Ossian and put it into practice against the Knights? Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit. You hit on it with the, the Columbia City game. That just everybody focuses on how they can shoot threes. But, man, their their defense just sort of gave us fit. They were right up on us all the time. So, I think that that obviously helps. I mean, it's a different kind of defense when we go into Norwell with their one-three-one, um, but I think it's just handling that pressure and, and you know, seeing the open passing lanes before they close off real quickly. You got to make quick decisions, and, and we've been working on that. Um, on top of just some of our movements, cutting hard, uh, cutting to the open spot, not being robots, are all sort of things that we've been preaching this week. Um, but this is a good test for us. You know, this is this gives our freshmen, like we've talked about, a little bit more experience. Um, and hopefully it gets us ready for sectionals. And a potential sectional opponent, too, with the Norwell Knights. What was that again? And it's a potential sectional opponent as well with Norwell. So, you know. Correct. Yeah, I mean, this this gives us a good look at it. It gives us something on on tape that we can, you know, physically look at our, our movements and what Norwell is doing to sort of combat that. And I, I personally think that we have an, an advantage with Haley being able to, you know, take a person sort of out of their zone uh, with with her size and with her strength, and, and we'll see how we react from there. Coach, you have five games left in the re- in the regular season before you, we get we get into the playoffs. That obviously the focus on on Norwell coming up on Saturday. But when you look at it, 
You have three league games, two out-of-conference games, Garrett and Angola. Five games left in the regular season. What, what are really the priorities with this team? What do you want to see over the next two weeks to say, we are feel pretty good heading into the playoffs? Um, you hinted at it earlier. Like, I, I'm pretty happy with our defense right now. I think we've done a nice job. You know, we're, we're top 12 or 15 or whatever we are right now in defensive average, and, and I probably can't ask for a whole lot more there. What we need to work on is, is cleaning up our trap and our full court a little bit. Our, you know, we've, we've moved some people in some different spots, so we've just got to make sure that we have clean rotations there. And, and just I know we are a good shooting team, even though sometimes that doesn't show, and, and we've struggled a little bit. I think just getting a little bit of confidence behind our shots and, and shooting with people on us um, is definitely our number one priority. And, Coach, I think what's been very impressive with what you've been able to do at Belmont is, you know, you you, you rose uh, to the level that you guys are at um, on the back of, of a really good player, a generational-type player, and then her teammates, but you've been able to continue that. And, and that's always the question is once you lose a generational talent, can you stay? And you've done that, and, and it's very impressive. Is that easier said than done? Um, you know, I think it goes back to, to what you said before. I mean, Grace was kind of the person who I was talking about that started the hard work and has just yeah. sort of passed it down. Um, and, and we've had, you know, really quality girls pick it up from there. And and I think people sort of see the way we play and, and they like it. So now, you know, we're selling it to the sixth grader who comes to our game who is like, yeah, that's that's awesome. I want to play hard like that. And then when they get into high school, they're they're doing the same thing. So. You know, obviously it is. Look at look at programs all around. You see, you know, people that I know are great, wonderful coaches who are just their program has, you know, the the talent isn't there, and it's not that they're a bad coach. It's just that they don't have the talent that that they need to have to succeed. So it, it is. It's hard, but it's just selling the younger generation to hopefully keep playing and, and love basketball. And Grace Hunter now at uh, NIU, right? Correct. Northern Illinois. And I think she's like a redshirt. See, I swear it feels like she graduated like last year. But uh, I don't know the same for you. But I'm like, oh, she's in her second year in college. No, she's a redshirt senior with NIU. And yeah, very good. Whatever you want to say about the COVID year, like she sort of was the benefit of the COVID year. So sure. now she's going to be able to walk out with a master's degree basically for free. That's that's not a bad thing. For all of us paying, uh, still paying on our student loans, that's, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Coach. Hey, appreciate it. Good luck on Saturday. Hopefully the uh, the weather isn't too intense and, and we have a big NE8 showdown between you guys and Norwell, and we'll catch up to you down the road. Great. Thank you very much. That was Coach Andy Heim, Belmont Braves, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. We're going to take a break, come back. We'll wrap it up on a Thursday evening here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. It was super successful and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. 
Call QC Kinetics, 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. Right now on My Deals Fort Wayne, get $50 worth of Rusty's Ice Cream gift certificates for just $25. You heard right, $50 worth of Rusty's Ice Cream gift certificates for just $25. Rusty's Ice Cream is a full-service ice cream shop with 80s-inspired flavors from bodacious sundaes, radical shakes, righteous floats, and even a traditional bananarama split. Rusty's has it all. Get $50 worth of Rusty's Ice Cream gift certificates for $25. Get your deal today on MyDealsFortWayne.com. As a firefighter, my job was about saving lives. I never thought one day I would be fighting for mine. After spending his career answering the call to save others, Ken was diagnosed with ALS. Now he's facing his biggest battle for more time. For 70 years, Muscular Dystrophy Association has been helping people live longer and more independent lives. I wouldn't be living as good of a life with ALS if it wasn't for MDA. Learn more at MDA.org. Get your indie Racing Fix. It's new track record with Caleb Hatch and Justin Kenny. Listen Saturdays at 8 a.m. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the latest episode now on the 1380 The Fan app or at 1380thefan.com. Welcome back to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back for the final time here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Coming up tomorrow night, it will be a huge SAC showdown on the girls' side. The lone undefeated teams left in the league. It'll be the Snyder Panthers, Homestead Spartans, tip-off at 6 o'clock. Will, it will then be followed by the boys' game. So you get a double header, a double dip of Snyder and Homestead. Tomorrow here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It will make way for the Parkview Sports Medicine High School Basketball Postgame Show from the Coventry Pizza Hut. That'll start about approximately 9.15. And then we'll be followed by Indiana Sports Talk, taking you up till midnight. So plenty of basketball coverage coming up tomorrow. If you're looking for Purdue-Fort Wayne tomorrow night at Robert Morris, they try to end a two-game skid. That will be on the stream. We listen to Brett Rump. On the stream tomorrow night if you're looking at some Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons basketball. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks to Andy High and Belmont Braves. Thanks to Dan Vance of Outside the Huddle. We'll be back next Thursday talking area high school basketball. Till then, have a good week. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral, or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. Thanks for listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. AM Radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM Radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. And when you don't have electricity, radio in the car is 
often your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Miss anything on Caleb and Kenny in the morning on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM? Catch up on the podcast page at 1380thefan.com or download past episodes for free on your favorite podcasting platform. 1380 AM, 100.9 FM. The f- Podcasts by Federated Media.